so two important concepts are mentioned here and many important things are there but as per the description of the purport the first paragraph is explaining the position of narad muni so narad muni is expressed here as his perfection being the result of nitya siddhi and sadhana siddhi both a siddhi means perfection usually we understand siddhi means material perfection what are material perfections here an ordinary materialist may think if he gets a good education and good money good house his life is perfect but that is not perfect because that does not give you any happiness so it is illusion of perfection however in reality this human body which we have got can be taken to its optimal performance and that is done by the mystic yogis those people who take to the process of ashtang yoga generally their ambition is to attain siddhis ashta siddhis and as prabhupada has explained many many times anima lagima mahima shitpa vashitpa smaller than the smallest bigger than biggest taking any form which we want attaining anything of any, any planet controlling others minds so these are various siddhis that a devotee can producing anything a planet of his own or many planets this also can be done and there is a planet which is called siddhaloka so there everybody is by born by birth they are born siddhas and narad muni's uh, prabhupad explains that he is expected to be resident of that planet although he is always traveling preaching the glories but he is supposed to have taken birth on that planet appeared on that so siddhaloka means everyone from very beginning they would be having these ashta siddhis but here if somebody has to practice then they have to practice ashtang yoga system in order to attain that same platform however that is also not real siddhi so that is the general connotation of siddhi when we tell somebody has got siddhi means he has got some mystic powers but that is not the actual understanding just like when we talk of yoga so by yoga it is understood generally the general understanding is ashtang yoga but actually that is not the topmost perfection of yoga topmost is bhakti yoga similarly the siddhis which are attained by ashtang yogis although when we speak of siddhi it usually means that but that is not real siddhi so actual siddhi lord krishna describes in bhagavad gita what is the verse manushya naam sahasreshu kashchit yatati siddhaye out of thousands and thousands of people manushya naam kashchit yatati yatati means endeavors he works to attain perfection usually people do not even know what is perfection what can i attain in this human form of life so they don't work at all for perfection kashchit yatati rarely some people try that yes i want to get perfection of life and what is that perfection this perfection is brahma bhuta prasannatma na shochati na kankshati perfection of life is knowing that i am not the body when shila prabhupad was asked in a radio interview that what is the purpose of this human form of life so prabhupad explained to realize oneself and that is the beginning prabhupad told that is the beginning of perfection 
if you have realized at least you are not the body that is the beginning of your perfection and this perfection is called siddhi and people generally do not work hard for this they do not know what is the pleasure in this perfection this great relief from all the material miseries of life so out of thousands of men some try for it and out of thousands who try for it some are actually able to attain it and yatatam api siddhanam and among thousands of people who are siddhas kashchin vetimam tatvataha very rarely a person is able to understand myself perfectly and this is the topmost perfection of liberation this is called sam siddhi ata pumbe dvija shreshtha varnashram vibhagashah svanushtitasya dharmasya sam siddhir haritoshanam so we should always aspire to attain the topmost perfection by doing anything so people tell i am doing my duty very nicely so i do not have time to execute krishna consciousness so it is told yes you can do your duties very very perfectly but what is the topmost perfection that one is expected to attain by that so it is told in bhagavatam ata pumbe dvija shreshtha varnashram vibhagashah society is divided into varnas and ashramas somebody can ask what is the purpose krishna tells i am the creator of this varnashram system so this varnashram system is eternal system other religions have taken birth in some portion of planet in course of time and they get vanished also temporary for time place it is created but varnashrama dharma is established for eternity it is established for the entire universe for all the planets thus manu when he was retiring he was very much concerned who will establish this varnashrama dharma who will take care now people may get deviated so privrat maharaj was given the responsibility of maintaining it throughout the universe so this is a universal system which is applicable everywhere so this is called sanatan dharma it is eternally applicable for all times although uh, although it is eternal sometimes people may not follow it in majority it may go into minorities but nevertheless it is eternal it is not that it came into existence not that it will be destroyed krishna has created now question may come for what krishna has created so that is answered in bhagavatam this is not easy to understand we may find any nice system any nice machine so somebody can ask what is the purpose of this machine why this has been created so you have to ask from the creator so thus this wonderful system varnashrama lord krishna has created the understanding is given in bhagavatam swanushtitasya dharmasya samsiddhir the perso that the perfection of one's duties can be attained and what is that haritoshanam so here again the word is used sam siddhi sam siddhi means topmost perfection so the topmost perfection that one can attain by doing one's duties very nicely is haritoshanam pleasure of lord hari so here siddhi itself is very very rare out of thousands of people who are able to attain siddhi some rare person will be able to understand krishna that is called sam siddhi and among such people who have attained this topmost siddhi there are two categories which are the two categories who have understood krishna perfectly one is called nitya siddha another is called sadhana siddha what is the difference nitya siddha means those who are always perfect and in nitya siddha also there are two categories 
all the residents of the spiritual world are called Nitya Siddhas. Nitya Siddha means they are always remembering Krishna. They are always perfect. They will not fall down. They will not come to material world. But there is a possibility for majority of them, if they choose, they can come to this material world. Otherwise, they will eternally remain perfect. But there is another category of Nitya Siddha who are expansion of Krishna's personal body. This question was asked by Parikshit Maharaj to Shukdev Goswami. When he understood that Drona and Dhara, who are Drona and Dhara? Yes? No. Nan Maharaj and Yashoda Mai. So, Drona and Dhara, uh, they took birth on the heavenly planets and uh, in the category of Vasus, Vasu demigods. And they prayed to have Krishna as their child. And they did not have to undergo any austerities. So, Prabhupada explained this is the difference between them and Sutapa and Prishnigarbha. So, they took birth as Deviki and Vasudev. They have to do a lot of austerities. So, this is the position of a Nitya Siddha, Prabhupada explains. They come from the spiritual world just to participate in the activities of Krishna. To attain association of Krishna, service of Krishna, they don't have to undergo any austerities. They are naturally perfect. They come here just to serve Krishna. Pandavas are eternally perfect. They don't have to do any austerity to attain service of Krishna, association of Krishna. Nijarupataya kalabhihi. Tabhirya ev nijarupataya kalabhi. So, the Ashti Sakhis, Srimati Radharani, Nan Maharaj, Mother Yashoda, they are expansion of Krishna's personal body. So Parikshit Maharaj's question was, by sadhana siddhi, by practicing devotional service here, can somebody attain the position which Nan Maharaj and Yashoda, they are having? So thus, uh, Shukdeva Goswami answered, no, it is not possible. For ordinary living entities, by doing sadhana very nicely, it is not possible to attain the position of... So thus Prabhupada explains, if somebody tells that you become gopi by going to... Uh, you take the position, so then that is called mayavad. Becoming Krishna or these intimate associates of Krishna, that is mayavad. One cannot take their position. So although sometimes when we read the scriptures, we may get confused. Because it is achintya bhed abhed tattva. Inconceivable, simultaneous oneness and difference. Thus, when Srila Prabhupada was written letter, we miss Srila Prabhupada, your presence, your guidance. So, Prabhupada explained that in spiritual world or on the absolute platform, there is no difference between you, me, I, he. Prabhupada writes this. There is no difference between you, me, I, or he, or him. Just like Krishna is present everywhere by his inconceivable potency, similarly, spiritual master also can be present wherever the disciple wants. Spiritual master is principle, he is not the body. So just like by the principle of relay monitoring, through television you can see the same scene everywhere. Similarly, the spiritual master also can be present everywhere. And similarly, all the pure devotees of Krishna, whether Nan Maharaj, Yashoda Mai, or the intimate friends of Krishna, so they are all present. They are on the absolute platform 
there is no difference between their picture and their personality or their name, form and pastimes. And similar is the case with the spiritual master. That is why when uh, Srila Prabhupada was asked that, do you also guide us from the heart? So Prabhupada tells, yes, just like Krishna is guiding. So just like Krishna is guiding, Prabhupada also guides from the heart, from outside, from everywhere. But it depends on purity. So thus when we read this statement, there is no difference between you, me, I or him. In absolute world, there is no difference. So then a person might come to again impersonal understanding. And if you read Chaitanya Charitamrita, you feel actually there is no difference between spiritual master. Spiritual master is Vishnu Tattva only. Spiritual master, Vande Guru Vishu Bhaktan, it is explained that spiritual master is manifestation of Krishna. When Krishna becomes merciful, his mercy incarnation is called spiritual master. Spiritual master is also God. Spiritual master is servitor God. And Krishna, he is accepting the service. One is served, another is servant God. But both are God. So when we read such statements, it might appear that uh, some confusion can appear. Is there difference or not? But then there is clear difference as explained in the Bhagavatam. Yes, the spiritual master is as powerful as Krishna. And uh, all the devotees of Krishna, they are as powerful, as opulent of, as Krishna. Prabhupada gives the example. Just like the Supreme Court judges, all are equally powerful. But still they know there is one chief justice. He is best among the equals. Similarly, Krishna by his great mercy, he makes all his devotees equally powerful as he is. But all the devotees are always conscious. Although I have become equally opulent, I have got Sarshti Mukti and everything. I am having equal beauty also, Sarupya Mukti. But my beauty, my opulence, everything is dependent on? Yes. Wife can enjoy the same opulence without working what the husband is enjoying. So long she remains in the position as wife. Crude example, if wife does not work and husband is having the property, she also enjoys the same opulence. Children also enjoy the same opulence of father. Rather, sometimes more opulence father gives. Similarly, the devotee sometimes gets more potency than Krishna by mercy of Krishna. He exhibits greater potency. But they are always conscious that my powers are dependent on Krishna. So here in Srimad Bhagavatam, we can understand there is difference. We should not come to impersonal understanding. So yes, Sakshad Haritvena, spiritual master is on the same platform as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But still there is difference. And it is explained here, by Sadhana Siddhi, one can never attain platform which is attained by, not attained actually, which is always there, which is available for the devotees who are expansion of Krishna's personal body. So thus there is always a difference in the spiritual world. So these are the two categories, but other category is also called Nitya Siddha. Even though by practicing uh, Sadhana Bhakti, one cannot become Nandan Yashoda, but still one can attain the same affection for Lord Krishna and that is what is important. One can attain the same affection which Nand Maharaj and Yashoda are feeling by following their footsteps, devotee can attain same affection. What the gopis are feeling, same affection can be attained by following the footsteps of the gopis. So the same bliss, the same mellow, same rasa can be attained by practice of sadhana bhakti and that is our effort, that is our endeavor.
And if a person does sadhana bhakti, he also becomes siddha, that is called sadhana siddha. By practicing devotional service, he has become siddha. And then he also can become nitya siddha, which is one's actual position. So one's actual position, constitutional position is that of eternal engagement in the service of Krishna. Krishna bhakti, nitya siddha, sadhya kabunaya. Thus, uh, this is our eternal position means it has not to be artificially developed by any means. Artificially, if you have to attain something, it takes a very long time. Here in the material world, if you have to attain any position, it takes a lot of effort and time. But Prabhupada tells, no, the Krishna Bhakti is always there in our heart. We are always related to Krishna. Otherwise, how is it possible that in such a short span of time, people are able to give up everything and surrender to Krishna? They are experiencing this great attachment and love for Krishna. How in few weeks, few uh, such a short time, devotees were able to experience that. Devotees are able to experience that. How is it possible? So Prabhupada's artificiality is not possible. They had not even heard the name of Krishna. So how they are able to sacrifice anything and they are able to relish this relationship with Krishna, relish their devotional service with Krishna. Of course, this needs, as we discussed in last class, intense devotional service. If we do intense devotional service, immediately person feels that strong affection for Krishna when he is able to surrender. However, in material world, it is not possible. Even sentimentally, people can surrender to each other in so-called loving affairs, but that does not stay. But here in Krishna consciousness, it is possible. So Prabhupada tells, had it been artificial, they have not even heard the name of Krishna. How in few weeks and months they are able to surrender to Krishna? They are able to experience the pleasure of Krishna's relationship. So it means Krishna Bhakti is Nitya Siddha. It is always established in the heart. We have simply forgotten that. So by practice of sadhana, one attains one's Nitya, one's eternal constitutional position. Then once the constitutional position is attained, then Prabhupada explains he also becomes a Nitya Siddha. Then there is no difference between sadhana Siddha, Nitya Siddha. Both are there on the same platform. However, among the Nitya Siddhas also, there is difference. One are expansion of Krishna's body. Another category, they have attained that position by practicing of sadhana bhakti. Now here Srila Prabhupada explains another category that is called, it is not another category, but mixed siddha. Mixed siddha means now they are perfect. They are on the eternal platform, but they have attained this platform by practice of sadhana bhakti. So that is called mixed siddha. So Narad Muni is now perfect. He is Nitya Siddha. But then in previous life he did Sadhana Bhakti. So thus Prabhupada explains. There are two classes of devotees. The Sadhana Siddha and Nitya Siddha. Prahlad Maharaj is Mikja Siddha. That is he is perfect partly because of executing devotional service. So it is not that Narad Muni was always in this position. He was not always Nitya Siddha. He practiced. But now the perfection that he is having it is because what he practiced and because he already was perfect when he took birth in this life. So this is called mixed siddha. That is, he is perfect partly because of executing devotional service and partly because of eternal perfection. Thus, he is compared to such devotees as Narad. Formerly, Narad Muni was the son of a maid servant and therefore in his next birth he attained perfection, sadhana saddhi, because of having executed devotional service. Yet, he is also nitya siddha because he never forgets the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So this is the ultimate objective of life, to attain that platform. However, there is a lot of 
confusion about this position of Siddha or a liberated personality. So the question may come, if Prahlad Maharaj is also liberated, then why it is told in the purport that all the reactions of pious activity you will exhaust by feeling happiness and by acting piously you will neutralize the impious activity. So where is the question of pious or impious activity when the person is liberated? And another very strange verse is explained here in Bhagavatam. In the fifth canto, first verse, text number 16, it is mentioned, Mukto Upitavad, Lord Brahma is telling, Mukto Upitavad Bibriyaswadeham Aradham Ashnan Abhimana Shunyaha Yathanu Bhutam Pratiyata Nidrahakim Twa Anya Dehaya Gunanavrinte. Even if one is liberated, he nevertheless accepts the body he has received according to his past karma. So what is told here? Muktopi tavad bibriyaswadeham. Muktopi, even though a person is liberated, he nevertheless accepts the body as he has received according to his past karma. So how do we understand this? First it is told one is liberated. Then it is told he accepts body which he has acquired because of so he is liberated or he is under karma. How do we understand this? But there is a difference. What is the difference? <coughs> Without misconceptions, however, he regards his <coughs> Without misconceptions, however, he regards his enjoyment and suffering due to that karma. The way an awakened person regards the dream, a dream he had while sleeping. He thus remains steadfast and never works to achieve another material body under the influence of the three modes of material nature. Similarly, it is explained for Dhru Maharaj also, who was able to see Krishna face to face. Dhru Maharaj ruled over this planet for 36,000 years. He diminished the reactions of pious activities by enjoyment and by practicing austerities, he diminished inauspicious reactions. He diminished. So unless somebody is having a spiritual body, it is impossible to have darshan of the Supreme Lord. Spiritual body means a person is liberated. Shabdam vishuddham vasudeva shabditam. Only when a person is completely liberated, he can see. So Prahlad Maharaj is seeing Lord Narsingh Dev. And Dhru Maharaj has seen Narsingh Dev, Lord Narsingh Dev face to face. So they are liberated personalities. But here it is mentioned, he diminished the reactions of pious activities by enjoyment. And pra by practicing austerities, he diminished inauspicious reactions. So thus, how do we understand this? <clears throat> so, Srila Prabhupada explains, the understanding is, whenever we act in this material world, we have to act impiously. It is not possible to remain pious always. Thus, it is explained in Bhagavatam, the material body is compared to chariot. And as chariot runs on two wheels, Similarly, this body functions on two wheels of pious and impious activities. 
it is not possible to avoid them. So even though we have acted very nicely in this life, but still previously would have acted impiously, that is a fact. And thus those impious activities, they give us reactions. And these reactions are classified in two primary conditions. One is called prarabdha, another is called aprarabdha. What is called prarabdha? Something which is manifest, which is giving you reactions now. Now this body we have got. Why we have got this body? Because of past activities, this is called prarabdha. Some disease we are having, some suffering which we are having, poverty we are having. So people usually depend on doctor, Prabhupada explains, or medicine for cure of the disease. But people who are wise, they know that this suffering is happening in my life because of past impious activities. So thus, if actually I have to become happy, I have to somehow try to become free from the effect of these impious activities. That is why Prabhupada tells, because of past impious activities, your minds are always disturbed. So body is disturbed, mind is disturbed, all these disturbances happen because of past impious activities. No trouble physical or mental happens unless a person has done impious activities in the past. So this is very simple understanding of any suffering that we are having in our life. So this concept, we have to very, very clearly understand. All the sufferings in our life, physical, mental, coming from any source is only because of past impious activities. Now these sufferings which we have, they are prarab means now I am already suffering from it. Some pain has come, some disease has come, financial loss has happened, some legal case is going on, uh, there is some disease, this is called prarabdh. And what is aprarabd? Aprarabd means which is not manifest. As sometimes people tell, child is pure. In India they say, Bhakcha Bhagwan ka roop hota hai. <laughs> but Prabhupada explains that is not fact. It is simply that, that impurity has not manifested. So uh, that this unmanifest stage is called aprarabd. So in this unmanifest stage also, there are three different stages. One is called Bija, then it's called Kutastha, then is it is Falon Mukham. What is Bija? Bija means root. And Kutastha means the desire. Unless a person desires to act sinfully, how will he suffer? So that is why a person desires to act sinfully. That is why Prabhupada mentions in Bhagavatam. Because of past sinful activities, a devotee in the name of Prasad, he overeats, he eats too much indulges too much in overeating and then what happens? Happens he falls down from his position. He falls for sex desire, sex pleasure and difference. So because of past impious activities, a person feels this strong urge to gratify the tongue, belly, genitals and all other things. So this desire to act sinfully is also because of past sinful activities which is called kutastha and then it is called falon mukham. What is falon mukham? which is sprouting, which is not manifest, but it is sprouting. It is about to fructify, but yet not manifest. So just like we contaminate a disease, we came in touch with COVID virus. Shall we immediately start coughing? No. <laughs> it comes, the result comes after some time. You go on a trip, you met somebody who was having COVID, you come back and after this you manifest the symptoms. So similarly, we don't get the result of impious activities also immediately. 
first of all there is so that is why it is told one has to be very very cautious to remain in the association of devotees always satam prasangan mam virya samvedo bhavanti ritkarna rasayana katha tad joshana dashva pavarg vartmani shraddha ratir bhaktir anukramishyati the devotional service cannot become perfect without association of devotee when a person associates with devotees he advances on the path of liberation and he becomes liberated gradually and then real devotional service begins only when a person is liberated but association sadhu sangha sarva shastra ko association is very much required on the other hand association of non devotees it is very much dangerous one may think see nothing is happening i have associated or just watching little uh, uh, criticism of devotee it is okay nothing is happening in my life some mundane entertainment just prabhu just one match world cup final i want to see <laughs> nothing else <laughs> nothing happened prabhu just little <laughs> so it is told no it is if contamination has happened so that is why it is told don't see even the face of an atheist ha hanta hanta vishbhakshano apya sadhu sandarshitam vishainam athyoshitam cha sandarshanam darshan bhi mat karo you don't see the face even of the person who is a non devotee because this association is so dangerous the seed has got deposited in our heart of material contamination and gradually in course of time it will fructify then i may wonder why these desires are coming prabhu i do not know what happened ki i suddenly i went into this habit of gambling and then now i have lost all my money i don't know what happened one day but it is not one day association was there i don't know suddenly i fell for illicit sex yeah suddenly we can fall for it but some past association was there contemplation we saw one movie trailer we saw something else went somewhere else heard something and then the seed has got deposited now it will fructify suddenly that does not happen suddenly so one does not fall down in one day so it is so that is why it is told please don't even take the just like we associate with a person who is having some disease cholera or tuberculosis simply by association the virus enters our body in course of time it will manifest the dog has bitten just like some poor girl she died a couple of weeks ago why because she got little bite from the dog and the father thought this is ordinary thing wound will get fine but no the rabies virus got inside her and she died so there is a difference between wound inflicted by a dog and ordinary thing which can happen to us by some accident the dog transfers that simple contact little contact is sufficient little bite of mosquito may not create great hazard immediately but malaria virus is gone dengue virus is gone inside so similarly it is told one should be very very cautious of the association of non devotees very cautious it is highly contaminating so the seed gets deposited in our heart by committing any it does not fructify immediately and uh, then it will manifest as desire now i want to commit sinful activities and then a person commits sinful activities alone and then you get the result and then a person suffers like anything so when uh, shukdev goswami was describing all these things karma kutam phalam bij phalon mukham kutam bijam phalon mukham so parikshit maharaj asked what is the remedy how to save people so first it was told 
as uh, it is mentioned here in this verse. Bhogi na punyam kushale na papam. So the pap or the sinful activity has to be counteracted by pious activity, which is called atonement. You have done this thing, now you have to give a lot of charity to counteract the result of that impious activity. You have to do a lot of tapasya, to, you have to visit so many pilgrimages, and you have to take so much austerity, a lot of fasting to get freed from the result of impious activity. So pious activity, certain scientific pious activity is required in order to counteract, but however, such a such an activity will not give a person relief. Why it will not give relief? Because it does not vanquish the desire to commit sinful activity again. The desire to act in a sinful tendency does not go by this process. It does not go by this process and it does not go. So here this process superficially itself is rejected. So let alone uh, talking of the desire. A person is counteracting this impious activity. Why? Because he wants to enjoy in this material world. Yes, and he does not want to suffer. Because this tendency is there to enjoy materially in this world. What a person will do? Again, he will commit sinful activities. Whether he has desire or not, it does not matter. If a person is doing atonement, his suffering is assured in future life. Why? Because that person is scared of material pains and he wants to increase material happiness. And material happiness cannot be increased without doing impious activity. Because in pious activity there is limit. You can enjoy whatever you are earning. Unless you take bribes, you steal money, you cannot enjoy unlimited money. So because you want material enjoyment, you will break the regulative principles. Sexual enjoyment. One is never satisfied with one's life partner. Always the senses, they demand desire. And if the person is not trained properly, he has this uncontrolled desire, he will act impiously. So that is why Parikshit Maharaj told this is not the solution. Because the tendency in doing this atonement, material atonement, the tendency is there to enjoy in this material world. And as long as tendency is there to enjoy in this material world, person will act impiously. Then Shukdev Goswami told advanced process and that advanced process is Gyan Yoga. So yes, so one has to understand, one has to come to platform of knowledge. And by coming on the platform of knowledge, then a person can give up the tendency to enjoy materially. Then he will not create reaction. That is fact. So a person who advances, he becomes jnani, he understands the suffering is because of this fruitive activity only. So even if I act piously, I have to have a future body in which I may enjoy some material comforts, but then Bird death, old age disease will continue. So a person who is jnani, he does not accrue more material reactions. But then the desire to commit sinful activities, it does not go from the heart of jnani also. That is why the jnani also, they fall down. So the desire, it is very, very difficult to get rid of the desire from the heart. However, by execution of devotional service, that is what Prabhupada is recommending here. So this Kushalena, which is translated as pious activities. So this actual Kushalena Prabhupada is describing, it is not normal pious activity. Nursing, they will not tell Prahlad Maharaj to do normal pious activity, some fasting, some charity, or some tapasya, austerity, no. So here this Kushalena means devotional service. One who is engaged in devotional service, 
agam dhunvanti karsnena niharam eva bhaskara by the glimpse of the devotional service the desire to act sinfully is destroyed so that is why we see when we are sincerely following krishna consciousness the tendency to act impiously to do indulgent sinful activities itself goes away from the heart this is possible only by devotional service not by any other process so by following rigorous shama dama tapa shaucham by following all the processes nicely one one cannot give up the desire to act impiously that is possible only by devotional service however executing devotional service sometimes some devotees say it also gives partial relief what is partial relief it will give you relief from all these things kutam bijam phalon mukham but it will not give you relief from prarabdha what is prarabdha <clears throat> which you are getting the reactions now you have got this body which is having disease so i am having some chronic disease i am having cancer so by surrendering to krishna my cancer does not go away devotees die because of cancer yes i am having certain power in the eyes so by taking to krishna consciousness the power does not go away my body still remains it does not vanish it means devotional service is not sufficient to get us rid of <clears throat> prarabdha this is the understanding however this is not proper as several references are given in the vedas which prabhupada also describes so first of all in this explanation of shukdev goswami itself it is explained kechit kevalaya bhaktiya vasudev parayana some very rare people who take to process of devotional service prabhupada explains in the purport non devotees must undergo material hardships because they are prone to commit sinful act fruitive activities the desire to commit sinful actions continues in their hearts due to ignorance these sinful actions are divided into three categories pataka mahapataka atipataka and also into two divisions prarabd and aprarabd prarabd refers to sinful actions from which one is suffering at the present and aprarabd refers to the sources of potential suffering when the seeds beech of sinful reactions have not yet fructified the reactions are called aprarabd the seeds of the sinful actions are unseen but they are unlimited and no one can trace when they were first planted because of prarabdha sinful reactions that have already fructified one is seen to have taken birth in a low family or to be suffering from other miseries then prabhupada writes when one takes to devotional service however all phases of sinful life including prarabdha aprarabdha and bija are vanquished so prabhupada is clearly writing when one takes to devotional service however all phases of sinful life including prarabdha aprarabdha and bija are vanquished so thus we should become very very glad on hearing this statement by taking to krishna consciousness all the miseries of the life can be fixed it does not matter i am currently suffering from that prarabdha also which is now fructified i am getting the reactions from that also i can get freedom all phases of sinful life including prarabdha aprarabdha and bija are vanquished further prabhupad gives reference in the padma puran there is a statement that persons in the same purport prabhupad explains in the padma puran there is a statement that persons whose hearts are always attached to devotional service of lord vishnu are immediately released from all the reactions of sinful life these reactions generally exist in four phases 
Some of them are ready to produce results. Some of them are in the form of seeds. Some are unmanifested and some are current. All such reactions are immediately nullified by devotional service. Again, Prabhupada has told. All such reactions are, and when nullified after a long time, immediately. All such reactions are immediately nullified by devotional service. So devotional service also does not take a long time. That after some time you will get freedom from these sinful reactions. No. Immediately. When devotional service is present in one's heart, desires to perform sinful activities have no place there. Sinful life is due to ignorance, which means forgetfulness of one's constitutional position as an eternal servant of God. But when one is fully Krishna conscious, he realizes that he is God's eternal servant. In another lecture in discussion, one Indian is asking, Swamiji, then what is? Prabhupada answers, no, prarabdha can be changed. He seems to be asking about prarabdha karma. This is a general understanding among people that prarabdha cannot be changed. But Prabhupada tells, no, prarabdha can be changed. Again, he asks, prarabdha karma? Prabhupada, yes, yes, I am replying you. Prarabdha can be changed. Again, Prabhupada repeats. Krishna says, prarabdha means you are enjoying the fruits of your past activities. That is said in the Brahma Samhita. Prabhupada gives another reference. First reference from Padma Puran. This another reference Prabhupada gives from Brahma Samhita. What is the reference? Karmani nirdhati kintu cha bhakti bhajam. Nirdhati, karmani, the resultant action of your past karma can be vanquished by Krishna. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Aham tvam sarva pape bhyo mokshaishyami, I shall give you protection. So again Prabhupada has given Brahma Samhita's reference and explaining prarabdha karma also will be finished. Then in Nectar of Devotion, again Prabhupada explains. So, November 6, 1972, lecture on Nectar of Devotion. Because it is assured by Krishna, Aham Tvam Sarva Pape Bhyo Mokshaishyami, it is not imagination. If we believe in the words of Krishna, then there is no question of denying this fact. Krishna personally says, Aham Tvam Sarva Pape Bhyo Mokshaishyami, Sarva Pape Bhyo the kutastha, falon mukha, prarabdha, everything, it become immediately nullified simply by this process. Prabhupada is telling, kutastha, falon mukha, prarabdha, everything, it becomes nullified immediately. Now what is this immediate process? We discussed in the last class. Yes? Yes, and sorry, last to last class. That was the theme also. What was the theme of last to last class? Just one step, one step process. Surrender. Yes. Remember, devotee was writing book, these many steps. So, Prabhupada, I cannot approve your book. So neither it is, uh, they are mentioned in the Vedas, you have to follow these many steps, nor any of the past Acharyas have given such explanation. Why you are complicating the process? Just one step and that is surrender. So everything it becomes immediately nullified simply by this process, by surrendering. Krishna, I, I was mistaken. I got, forgot your mastership. You are my eternal Lord. So I was bewildered. I was wandering. Now I have come to my senses. I surrender unto you sincerely, you accept me. This very thing will give you immediately protection from all sinful activities. 
similarly it is mentioned in ramayana also lord ramchandra tells any person who sincerely tells even once or thinks in his mind my dear lord i was in forgetfulness from this day i become completely surrendered unto your lotus feet lotus feet from that point immediately a person becomes liberated so thus people ask how to understand somebody is liberated or not so this is the understanding so one may not be liberated who is acting in a very very peaceful manner who is acting in a very satvik way just like a child very innocent does not show any lust or any greed in his heart but it is just a matter of time that lust and greed will manifest in our heart so that is why we have to understand this point very very carefully sometimes devotees tell that after coming to krishna consciousness the trouble has increased in my life more lust is coming no it is because it was time for fructification had you been outside that lust would have got so much fructified you could have gone to jail or committed some serious crime but in krishna consciousness some just strong impetus you are feeling so in course of time our desires become manifest and prabhupada tells such accumulation of sinful desires is unlimited we never know when it will manifest so that is why even while taking to when a person has surrendered completely to krishna he has become liberated but what happens this prarabdha is there he has become freed from prarabdha in other words uh, as it is explained here prarabdha or this karma means it is any kind of karma it keeps us back in this material world but here it is told when a person is surrendered to krishna completely then is so called pious or impious actions they don't keep a person back in this material world so then prabhupada as he has explained how a person nullifies his sinful actions because of sinful actions a person was supposed to suffer but then what does a person do he fasts on ekadashi so there will be some suffering if he fast if he fast on other important days festivals that we do there is definitely suffering when we follow four regulative principles it might not be easy other rules and regulations sadhana bhakti getting up early in the morning and doing this thing might not be easy so this suffering if we take actually what we are doing we are nullifying the so actually this is no longer suffering so this gets transformed into austerity so the devotee also may become old may get diseased but actually this is not ordinary person if he becomes old and diseased he becomes forgetful of krishna in old age it is very difficult to execute krishna consciousness to think of krishna but a devotee when he becomes old it becomes impetus for him to surrender more to krishna <laughs> when he feels diseased he feels the pangs of material world then whatever desire to enjoy this material world is there he becomes disgusted i don't want to enjoy i don't want this material body so much suffering is there so thus this suffering is actually not given by mahamaya that is given by yogmaya so thus we can understand devotee is actually liberated because all these sufferings are taking him or her closer to krishna mahamaya takes a devotee takes a person away from krishna but if the suffering is taking us closer to krishna that means the person is liberated so that is why a so called person who is fit and this thing prabhupad somebody asked prabhupad that why do we see sometimes a person who is not engaged in devotional service he is very happy he is enjoying and the devotee is suffering no he is enjoying because in his past he acted piously so now he is getting the result of that enjoyment 
and their devotee might have done some impious activities for that he is suffering now but now a devotee does only pious activities so that is why his future is very very nice and now if the devotee follows the regulative principles rules and regulations very nicely even in this life there will not be any suffering because he has consumed so as it is mentioned here Prabhupada explains very nicely Although one does not want to act impiously, the world is so fashioned that there is always danger. Even when performing devotional service, devotee has to create so many enemies. So when we take to devotional service, we will create enemies. When devotees were doing book distribution, sometimes they were cursed. So even though you want to serve Krishna, in this way you will consume the reactions. Otherwise what will happen? You will do something bad in material world, whole world will curse you. Oh, you have failed in this exam, just see he did not study nicely, he is not getting any job, or just see and uh, he has committed this crime, he is not a good person, and a person wonders how, why did I do this thing? And the whole world blames him, curses him, he gets imprisoned, so in this way the reaction comes in one's life. But if you take to devotional service, if you preach Krishna consciousness, again people will curse. <laughs> Why you are always disturbing? Again, people may curse. So this kind of cursing, if we take, we are safe from the worldly cursing. Then it is automatically taken care. If we fast on Ekadashi, we do this Parikrama, what we do, there might be some pain. When we dance for Krishna, there might be some pain. But then we are getting relief from unlimited suffering, which was supposed to come to us because of diseases. So that is why Prabhupada tells, simply by following the process which I have given you from the very beginning, your life will be free from all anxieties. So we will consume it. So that is why one should never hesitate from following the principles of Krishna consciousness. One can anyway not change one's happiness and distress. But if you follow the rules and regulations very very strictly, all that distress is consumed in the process of following the rules and regulations of Krishna consciousness. That is why devotee becomes materially very very happy and when we actually preach Krishna consciousness then Prabhupada explains the devotees in Krishna consciousness movement are preaching all over the world in accordance with the order of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu they have to meet many karmis so as we discussed that how we pick up this sinful reactions in our life by the association of the karmis and this association is very dangerous it is told don't see their face so many times people ask, Prabhu, how do I save myself then? I have to anyway interact with the karmis. I go out, I listen to them. So here Prabhupada is telling. They have to meet many karmis. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was so cautious, he was not ready to see the king. And the king, King Pratap Rudra, he was a devotee. He was a very pious man. And he was willing, please, I want to have just one's darshan. He was telling, no, I don't want to see his face. So devotees still know he is having very good qualities. He is extraordinary person. He is very meek, very gentle, very humble and he is your devotee. So Mahaprabhu told you, does not matter. You might have hundred good qualities. But simply because the name king is attached to his name, he has become disqualified. <laughs> so Mahaprabhu wanted to set example how careful we should be in meeting the materialist. Yes. One should not even see them, otherwise we get, as one reporter told, he met one very rich industrialist of our country. And then it told entire night I could not sleep. Because this person is so much passionate about making money, I could not sleep the whole night. <laughs> After taking his interview. 
So yes, actually we feel that. I met very some good materialists. And just like we feel vibration with devotees, you could feel their vibration. <laughs> when you talk to them, <laughs> they are so much surcharged. You feel vibrated materially. <laughs> How much passionate this person is. So their association is very dangerous. And actually very dangerous. Mahaprabhu, anything can contaminate him. But Mahaprabhu told no. One should not see the face of materialist. Similarly, association of opposite sex, very dangerous. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told, simply by seeing the form, wooden form of woman, my mind gets agitated. Simply by seeing, not real woman, wooden form of woman. So how much careful one should be in associating with woman or a woman should be careful in associating with man. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is telling, who can, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Supreme Lord, but he wants to show with an example. That by seeing wooden form of woman, my mind gets agitated. So one should be fearful of form of opposite sex, like one is fearful by seeing a snake. This much caution should be taken. And these day policies give reservation. We should have everyone in the company, in the college. Let us have association. This association is the greatest cause of bondage of this material world. Living entity in this material world is simply because of this desire to associate with the opposite sex. So that is why in scriptures it is understood the association with opposite sex is dangerous. That is why what is the verse which is mentioned? Tamo dwaram yoshitam sangi sangam. A person who has attachment to people who have attachment to women, the doors to hell are wide open. The shloka does not talk. So some people tell otherwise. So our scriptures, they don't criticize women. They are criticizing men who are attached to women. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> association with such people who are attached to women is so dangerous. Then what to speak of directly association with women. So when I speak women, it means woman for man or man for woman. Why generally woman word is used in the scripture? Because scriptures are meant mainly for men only. Because women generally cannot, a woman cannot advance in spiritual life by the regular Vedic process. However, by Krishna consciousness, there is no difference then. Then everyone can attain perfection. But otherwise by regular process, woman has to change herself to a man's body. Then she can make advancement. That is why it is addressed man-man and woman is called Maya. But otherwise, both are Maya, man for woman and woman for man. So here it is told, a person who is attached to opposite sex, his association itself opens the doors to hell. So if a person is attached to opposite sex, it is so dangerous situation, nothing can be worse. A person gets entangled in this material world, remains here life after life just because of this thing. Ha hanta hanta vishabhakshano apyasadhu. So it is told this association is like consuming poison. So that is why when woman has to come into Dandavat to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, she cannot come close into Dandavat. She will do from distance. So actually it is so dangerous. Association with a materialist or with opposite sex, it is so dangerous. Mahaprabhu has shown by his example. When all the devotees from Jagannath Puri, they came to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sorry. Mayapur came to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So his old people were also there, some uh, people who were close to him. There was one such person 
who was having i think sweet meat shop or something so he came to meet chaitanya mahaprabhu he would go to his shop and take food items and uh, then he also mentioned his wife so again wife's name was not taken so he told his uh, son's mother she also has come and when chaitanya mahaprabhu heard this name it was not directly her name also wife's name but he told his son's mother she also has come here chaitanya mahaprabhu simply by hearing he became cautious he became little disturbed but of course he did not express in that way otherwise he would have felt bad but chaitanya mahaprabhu felt bad by hearing even the name so thus it is told even hearing the name is so de- this design because krishna has made this design so just by hearing the name of the opposite sex mind gets agitated so chaitanya mahaprabhu he is ideal acharya he has come here to show us how to execute bhakti and uh, thus the instance also was there chota haridas and otherwise kala krishnadas got attracted they were associates of chaitanya mahaprabhu and but got attracted and got attracted to another devotee who was also one of the topmost devotees of lord chaitanya so thus even though we are devotees we should not freely intermix that no prabhu ji is also devotee mata ji is also devotee i am having devotee association <laughs> this association will be very dangerous so even among the devotees so this why chatanama chatar charitamrita is very important so he went to beg not for personal enjoyment to beg something so that uh, food can be offered to chatanya mahaprabhu and he saw a devotee but desire came to enjoy with that devotee and simply by this desire chatanya mahaprabhu told i will not see him again mahaprabhu was so strict and he had to commit suicide so chatanya mahaprabhu's intimate associate he also fell of course these things are for our instructions they are associates of lord chaitanya but mahaprabhu is told how much cautious we should be and it is told by hearing this instance the devotees of chaitanya mahaprabhu became so alert in their dreams also they refused to see a woman <laughs> so even though you are a devotee you are seeing another devotee but maya is so strong so that is why while we are devotees we should associate as we have discussed always prabhu ji is with prabhu ji is male with with males and females with females this is very important so simply by hearing the name mahaprabhu cringed but of course he did not express displeasure but example was there similarly if obeisances have to be done they have to be done from distance one should not come closer to chaitanya mahaprabhu that was the etiquette so how much cautious we should be and what is our situation now in this uh, age kaliyuga we have to associate and why prabhupad has given such institution where there is so much uh, actually mixing although we don't intimately mix but then we go on trips we have to travel together in classes we sit together in kirtan we are there together when prabhupad brought the devotees men women are dancing together in street sankirtan we also do that even now so why there is difference chaitanya mahaprabhu on one hand something prabhupad like this 
says Mahaprabhu gave a general instruction, but Prabhupada gave another very important instruction. And what is this instruction? This is again from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes. And it answers our question. That yes, we have experienced when we go out in the world, we get contaminated by these desires. So that is why it is told here, how one can be safe? For Prahlad Maharaj, it is being explained here, that don't worry, your bhogena, kushal, bhogena punyam, your punya, whatever you have, you enjoy. Uh, so we also sometimes, we have nice feast. We have done some pious activities in the past, we might be getting the result of that. Or sometimes, even if it is not there, Krishna sanctions. So in this way, the pious activities can be enjoyed. We relish Kirtan. Materially also, it is very, very soothing, very nice. We can consume those pious activities. And impious activities, how we can be safe from them? Either they could be there in the form of desire, sinful desire, other things. Kushalena, Prabhupada explains. What is Kushalena? A devotee should expertly manage to think always of the Supreme Lord so that the reactions of suffering cannot touch him. This is the expert management of Papa Punya, pious and impious activities. An exalted devotee like Prahlad Maharaj is Jeevan Mukta, he is liberated even in this very life in the material body. So this Prabhupada explains, what is the expert management? A devotee should expertly manage to think always of the Supreme Lord so that the reactions of suffering cannot touch him. So first of all, when we execute, Prabhupada explains, Tapasya, when we engage in devotional service of Krishna like Prahlad Maharaj was engaging, then Hiranyakashipu became his enemy. So sinful actions are getting consumed. But then I can get affected by it. I may not be on same exalted platform, but we see Prahlad Maharaj was not affected. Why he was not affected? Because he was always situated on the platform of Smaranam. He was so deeply absorbed. Poison was given, poison did not act. So thus there are two things again in Prarabdha Karma also. This Prarabdha Karma which is coming to our life that also can be completely changed as we can see here it is happening normally what is material reaction if poison comes to our body we should die but it does not happen with Prahlad Maharaj Vasudev was a leper he had leprosy in the body Chaitanya Mahaprabhu test leprosy got cured immediately so thus we can see Prarabdha is also changing by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy so one should not think that because my body is continuing so that is why my prarabdha is also continuing. No, bhakti can destroy, bhakti destroys prarabdha also immediately. So, uh, but what is that platform Prabhupada is explaining here? That is a platform of constant meditation on the lotus feet of Krishna. Then a person is free from prarabdha also. Nothing is impacting such a person immediately. So first the gross reactions are destroyed, then the desire is destroyed. Even though desire is destroyed, one may still be affected by the reactions. But a supreme exalted state is attained by the devotees, which is called Nitya Mukta, as it is explained here, Jivan Mukta. So Jivan Mukta means even though one is in material body, body will become old, will become diseased, one will become uh, very fragile, but one will be completely unaffected. And that stage is possible to be attained by, by what? Constant absorption in thinking of Krishna. So this is what has to be practiced in Krishna consciousness. So when I attain this platform of constant thinking of lotus feet of Krishna, man mana bhavamad bhakto, then nothing impacts us. One is free from prarabdha. Everything, his body is completely spiritualized. It does not matter what is happening.
and how do you attain this platform Prabhupada explains the devotees in Krishna consciousness movement are preaching all over the world in accordance with the order of Chaitanya, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu they have to meet many karmis now we cannot afford a position like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and neither we are recommended to follow that for preaching we are living in this material world and we have to meet many many karmis so Prabhupada explains they are preaching all over the world in accordance with the order of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They have to meet many karmis. But by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they are unaffected by material influences. So even though we are meeting the karmis every day, so in the course of our preaching activities, we have to interact with the opposite sex, although we should be cautious. Unrestricted indulgence with materialists or opposite sex will make us fall down. We should be cautious, but some interaction is required. And if we do that interaction, we will be unaffected. Why will be unaffected? Because Mahaprabhu explains, Prabhupada explains, they are unaffected by material influences. He has blessed them as described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is already blessed. It is described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. What is it is described here? Kabuna badi bhetomar vishayataranga punarapi eithai pabe mora sanga. Kabuna badi bhetomara vishayataranga. Na badi bhe means never it will be impediment. So Kurma Brahman, one devotee, immediately wanted to leave all material association and follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He told, I'll get contaminated here. But no, as it is explained to Prahlad Maharaj here as it was recommended to Priyavrat Maharaj and it was recommended to Dhruva Maharaj also. So, some actions are there of the past. Prabhupada explains, just like the fan is running because of electricity. As soon as we completely surrender unto Krishna, the electricity power is cut. So, the fan still continues to move on for some time. This is called Prarabdh. It still continues to move on for, for some time, but it is not because of the electricity, the force of your karma. No. Because of the force, it is manifesting. This material body has come. So in this way, this material body will continue with its so-called punya and papa. In this way, you have to consume it for some time. However, if Krishna wants, then Krishna can stop that fan also immediately. But it does not matter if the fan is running. What is told here is, one simply has to always think of, even though fan does not stop, simply one has to think of lotus feet of Krishna. Material disturbances were happening continuously in the life of Prahlad Maharaj, but he was thinking of lotus feet of Krishna. And the same situation, same blessing, we can attain how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has told to this Brahmana, you also do not worry about coming with me. Do not worry about leaving association. Because not everybody is trained here to leave association of materialists immediately. But if we execute this thing, we will be unaffected. If we get blessing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Kabuna Badi Be, never you will get contaminated by association of materialists. Prabhupada explains, a sincere devotee who engages in the service of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by preaching his cult all over the world will never be affected by Vishayataranga, material influences. On the contrary, in due course of time, he will return to the shelter of the lotus feet of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and will thus have perpetual association with him. So Prabhupada told this association with materialists will not be an impediment, rather it will help us to attain shelter of lotus feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because this association we are having for preaching. So Prabhupada gives here the exception. 
a sincere devotee who engages in the service of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by preaching his cult all over the world will never be affected by Vishayatananga material influences. So this is the way of counteracting material influences. One should be busy, engaged in preaching Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's cult all over the world. So this is the secret. So when we are always in this preaching mood, then we will not be affected by such association. And gradually by this preaching, which is called Shravanam and Kirtanam. By this preaching works, Smaranam is the third stage. So when our preaching is perfect, which is called Shravanam and Kirtanam, automatically we will attain third stage, which is called Smaranam. And Smaranam when we attain, then one is Jeevan Mukta Saochyate. In this life itself, although one is living within this body, one understands this body is just like body of dream. One is not at all affected. One lives without any false ego. And one's life becomes perfect. So we will end. Any questions? Yes. 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 So the question is here it is mentioned first portion of translation is okay that you exhaust all the reactions of pious activity by feeling unhappiness. But second line, by acting piously, you will neutralize impious activity. How to understand this? So the understanding is if we have stock of sinful and uh, pious activities, that will not neutralize each other. Like it happened in the case of Maharaj Nriga and other cases we have seen in the book. So Nriga Maharaj was told that you have got unlimited stock of material enjoyment by virtue of your pious activities. There is no limit to it. But you did some mistake, Brahmanas got offended, because of that you have to suffer. Thus Prabhupada tells, you have to suffer for your wrong things and you will enjoy for your right things. But there are special pious activities which are called atonement. By that you can neutralize the impious actions. Not by general pious activities or your past talk which is there. Past you have acted very piously, but that will not counteract your current impious activity or future impious activity. But devotional service of Krishna, once a person has surrendered, even though one may act so-called impiously, it does not harm him. So example given is snake without poison fangs. They cannot bite. They cannot have an effect. Atonement. But uh, as it is explained here, nursing they will not recommend mundane atonement to Prahlad Maharaj. So devotional service is topmost atonement. So atonement is on material platform only, it does not remove the desire to act sinfully. But here, the devotional service, it definitely does the work of mundane atonement and the desire to act sinfully also is gone from the heart. Yes. I'm sorry, I think he raised hand first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 
Yes, so the question is, uh, when a person becomes pure devotee, so does he also become omniscient and omnipresent like Krishna is there? So Prabhupada explains, yes, that is possible. And what to speak of pure devotees? Even other powerful administrators, they are also omnipresent and omniscient. Just like uh, uh, example is given of Yamraj. Yamraj knows past, present and future of all living entities. And this omniscience Yamraj has, of course, because of cooperation with the super soul. So Yamraj also has as omniscience. He knows what is happening. He knows the heart of all living entities. And it is told about Narad Muni also, Vedvyas tells that you can, I think it is about Narad Muni only, yes. When Vedvyas was dissatisfied, he glorifies Narad Muni, that you can penetrate the inner core of the heart of all the living entities. This Krishna can do, but pure devotee also can do that. Similarly, Lord Brahma also, he is able to know our hearts. He is also able to do that by virtue of their association with the super soul. Like this Vayudev, wherever he is there, he is conscious. That is why it is told that they are also bearing witness to our activities. Wherever air is there, so Vayudev is conscious of our activities. Wherever fire is there, fire god is conscious of our activities. So thus Prabhupada tells by uh, the will of Krishna, the devotee becomes as powerful as Krishna. And that power may not be there always. It is there as long as the it is required in the service of Krishna. Yes, so the question is, where does Anarth Nivritti fall in these four kinds of impious reactions? So both kind of Anarthas are there. Some are gross Anarthas. What are gross Anarthas? Some wrong habits we have picked up. So they are called Prarabdha. So that is gross. And the desire also is there to act impiously. That is present in the heart. Both are Anarthas. So Nashta Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavas Sevaya. But all these so-called external manifestations of Anarthas and the anarthas there in the heart. Everything is destroyed gradually by execution of devotional service. That is why it is told, Api samantavya. A person can be seen to be engaged in very abominable actions. But because he is 24 hours engaged in my service, he is supposed to be a sadhu. So if he continues engaging in my service 24 hours, all these things will stop in some time. Online? Yes. <clears throat> so very good question. So it is told pure devotees freed from the four defects uh, which every conditioned living being suffers from. What is that? What are the four defects? Imperfect senses, cheating propensity, committing mistakes, and tendency of coming in illusion. So how does a pure devotee, we see that Prabhupada also was committing mistakes sometimes. And how do we understand that uh, he is uh, 
a pure devotee or a pure devotee how do we understand is beyond the imperfections so Prabhupada explains he is beyond imperfections Prabhupada gives nice example just like a child if a child simply hears from father what is this this is a typewriter or a tape recorder and he simply repeats then his knowledge is perfect he may not understand anything about that machine so beyond imperfection means if you take knowledge from Krishna and pass to other person without any change then you are perfect correct so they are perfect because they, Prabhupada explains they do not understand what is perfection. Following displic succession, that is perfection. So if you don't add anything, don't subtract anything, what you have heard from Krishna, Krishna's knowledge is perfect. If you pass it on without any change, that means perfection. However, if you do our research work to give knowledge, then we become subject to imperfections. So that is why Prabhupada, the pure devotees are perfect. This is one understanding that... Uh, uh, so two understandings are there one is actually they are uh, having unlimited vision they are having unlimited uh, knowledge they can see past present future anything but they can do some leela under yoga maya and they enhance their pleasure in the service of krishna just like arjuna arjuna is forgetful if arjuna is not forgetful then we will not be able to hear bhagavad gita so he's having this forgetfulness because of yoga maya so one should not tell Arjuna, see he is also in ignorance, he is also crying, he is also lamenting, no. The so-called illusion is not because of yoga maya as we discussed. The bodies of pure devotees, their old age, their disease, death, all these things are under control of yoga maya. So in a similar fashion, the so-called imperfections of Prabhupada, they are actually yoga maya. Why? Because when Prabhupada is not able to recollect some shloka, this is because of material imperfection. The disciple gets opportunity to tell him the shloka. So disciple makes advancement. So thus Prabhupada was asked why Bhakti Thakur told us to preach. He did not preach. So Prabhupada told he is an all-powerful Vaishnava. He could have finished everything. But then how we would have got opportunity to preach? So thus Nityanand Prabhu told that if you kill these people, what would be my service? Where will I preach? To whom shall I preach? If you kill all the sinful impious people. So that is why if impious people are there or these things are... Uh, uh, devotees sometimes they affect the devotees they harm the devotees so that is actually adding to the credit of the devotee of austerities he pleases krishna by doing such things so that is why we have to understand very deeply this subject matter so the so-called imperfections which a devotee is have, having so the spiritual master has become very old and invalid now somebody has to carry spiritual master in his arms now spiritual master if he is flying always everywhere <laughs> Then where is the chance of disciples to render seva? Simply if he thinks and all the items are present for him to eat. Where is chance to cook for the spiritual master? Where is chance to clean for him? And spiritual master actually can do that. He is actually all powerful. Everything and anything is manifest simply by his will, simply by his desire. And Prabhupada showed such extraordinary pastime sometimes. Prabhupada is standing far, far away. And... Uh, he is telling uh, what is there in the eye of the deities. So disciples told we came from morning walk and Prabhupada tells what is there in the eye of the deities. He told we were not able to see the deities itself from such a distance. <laughs> what to speak of seeing the eyes and what to speak of see, seeing something which is there in the eye of the deities. And then they told Pujari, Prabhupada is telling something is there in the eye of the deities. So it took Pujari also some time to find out that a speck of Chandan had fallen inside the eye. <laughs> And then they removed it. No small deities we have sometimes. 
So uh, they were amazed. <laughs> we are not able to see the DTs and Prabhupada is telling something is in the eye of the DTs. Similarly, we were hearing on this voyage of compassion. Uh, Kusha Mataji, she is telling how she got the name Kusha. Prabhupada is there in another hemisphere. She is on another hemisphere. And uh, she was doing research on Kusha grass. And she was about to get initiated. She desires that I should have some decent name which sounds good to Western ear. And she got the name Kusha. <laughs> and she was doing research on Kusha grass. <laughs> and then she told that I wanted particular kind of beads which are shaped in, shaped like Mridanga. And exactly same beads were sent by Prabhupada to her. And like this, so many other devotees have told. Very various and many other extraordinary pastimes Prabhupada has showed. So thus Prabhupada is all powerful. He can show any mystic powers immediately. There is extraordinary pastime. Prabhupada went out in Mayapur. And it was in the middle of night or after that. And uh, I think who was there? Gurudas Prabhu was there with him. That time. It is his pastime. So uh, he was there and Prabhupada comes out. He was translating or doing something. He comes out and then Prabhupada tells. They are always crying. Give me rain. Give me rain. Give me rain. And Prabhupada waved his hand. And immediately there was thunder burst. It started raining heavily. And he told, what is this? <laughs> Prabhupada doing. And Prabhupada told, take it. And then Prabhupada went back inside. <laughs> so, of course, uh, Prabhupada was not uh, trying to bewilder us by such show of mystic opulences. But nevertheless, <laughs> sometimes they get displayed. So, uh, extraordinary powerful. Simple yogi like Vishwamitra, he was able to create planets, planetary system. One person wanted to go to heaven, demigod stalled his progress. He told, okay, I'll create my own heaven. He created his own planetary system, heaven, okay, go there. <laughs> so what to speak of pure devotee? So we have to understand firmly, pure devotee does not want to exhibit mystic powers. It does not mean, just like plants don't display consciousness, but consciousness is there. Stones don't display consciousness, but some stones are alive. Similarly, pure devotee is having all the mystic powers, but he does not display. He wants to remain dependent on Krishna just like a child is. So in this way, there is one understanding that Prabhupada's so-called imperfections are the control of, under control of Yoga Maya. So as we can get two purposes, many purposes are there. One purpose is so that we can have chance to render service. Otherwise, where is opportunity? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has already liberated universe by his appearance. But we are acting as instruments only. He has given us chance. Similarly, pure devotee gives us chance. Just like Krishna also behaves like imperfect person, right? He also cries. He also uh, died because of a wound apparently. He also left his body. But no, these are drama. Similarly, pure divorce also, another purpose is to bewilder the atheistic people. You are telling he is a guru, he is exalted person, ordinary person, why you are telling he is guru? <laughs> he also forgets things, why you are telling he is perfect? So that only genuine people, when we engage in devotional service, we are able to understand, have faith, he is a pure devotee. So bewildering the atheists is another reason for such pastimes of pure devotees and Krishna. So this is another reason why Prabhupada enacts pastimes. Still Prabhupada tells, so that you don't get discouraged. Perfection is, Krishna has given perfect knowledge. Ultimately we approach Guru for what? 
for knowledge. So if we approach any materialist, he will give us knowledge basis is research work. And research work, there are four defects. But Guru does not do any research using his body, which even if we think is imperfect, he is simply repeating the instructions of Krishna, which are perfect. In that sense, Prabhupada, this is called perfection. And thus you also can become perfect immediately if you repeat the instructions without using your limited mind and senses. Yes. Okay, yes. So what is the question? Why do we do like this? Okay. So in Nectar of Instruction, it is explained, spiritual master should be accepted from Uttam Adhikari platform. So yes. And another question is, then why do we tell only Srila Prabhupada is spiritual master in the movement? So we are not telling that there are no other Uttam Adhikaris. If you find an Uttam Adhikari, you are free to accept him as spiritual master within the movement or outside the movement also. But you should be careful, you should be sure that he is an Uttam Adhikari. Then only you can accept him. So about Srila Prabhupada, we are sure that he is Uttam Adhikari. That is why we are accepting him as spiritual master. Falena Parichiyat, it is seen from the result. Any person who can make the whole world surrender, it is not easy. This desire not to enjoy this material world and surrender completely unto Krishna, it does not come without the mercy of a pure devotee. And Prabhupada cultivated this desire in everyone's heart. He was able to make people surrender. Spiritual ecstasy can only be given by pure devotee. And another understanding is, yes, there could be other Uddhamatikaris in the movement also, but Prabhupada has given direction. When he was asked question, what will happen to the initiations in future, particularly when you are no longer with us. So Prabhupada told, I will remain a spiritual master. Others will act as my representatives. So thus, we are sure Prabhupada is Uttam Adhikari, so we accept him as spiritual master. And because he has given direction, that I will continue to act as spiritual master. That is why we follow simply his direction. Within the movement, if you are outside the movement, you find somebody who is an Uttam Adhikari. If you are sure he is Uttam Adhikari, you can accept. No problem. Okay. Yes. Yes. Sexual thoughts are at affecting very hard. They are affecting physical and mental health. How to control? So please take the guidance of devotees, follow the rules and regulations of Krishna consciousness very strictly and preach. Unless we preach, the desires will not go away from the heart. So we'll finish. Granthara Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada ki.